Heat pack or ice pack? Ice pack. Bath or shower? Bath. Treat or prevent? Both. Nurtec ODT Remedipant 75 milligrams is the first and only medication proven to treat and prevent migraines in adults. The choice is yours. Don't take if you're allergic to Nurtec ODT. The most common side effects were nausea, stomach pain, and indigestion. For important safety, prescribing, and patient information, visit nurtec.com. Talk to your doctor about Nurtec ODT. Advent is a season of waiting. And tonight we light the second candle on our Advent wreath. And as we walk around outside, we see more lights being put up in preparation for December 25th. Little more decorations, little light in windows, stores, more music. Even last night in a hardware store where there's hardly ever any music, I don't have to give you the name, but it's one of those big ones, even there there was Christmas music playing. So people are anticipating, they're getting ready. Based on the scriptures tonight, I have a question for all of us. Are we really ready for the Lord to return? Do we really want the Lord to return? There's a price to be paid. If he comes back, he's already told us what he expects of us. And you know, as the the scriptures of Peter tonight tells us, don't think God is going to answer our prayers on our schedule. He puts it this way. For the Lord, one day is like a thousand years. A thousand years is like one day. Sounds confusing, but very basically, what he's saying is that God is eternal. That's a concept we can think about, but really can't grasp. Eternal. No end, no beginning. So in that process of eternity, Jesus was born. But Jesus was born in time. And time is something you and I use. God doesn't use time. He's eternal. And what is time? The measurement of duration from one to another. And it doesn't matter what it is. It could be an event. It could be a a travel experience. It could be recording our lives, our number of years, our birthdays, our anniversaries. But that's for us. People need time. And we use it. But then we get silly because we think God, who is eternal, should answer us in our time. And I can see see God with a sense of humor saying, you silly, silly people. For me, an instant is like a thousand years for you. A thousand years is like an instant for me. It's a concept we can't grasp, but it's eternity. Do we really want God to come back to us? Because if he comes back, not if, excuse me, when he comes back, He expects us to be in a certain frame of mind. And again, Peter says, as he's using a lot of the analogies that were very popular in ancient history, the Egyptians had them, the Babylonians had them, this analogy that at the end of the world, the sky will turn 
to blood, the rivers will overflow, uh, thunder, lightning, all that stuff. Um, it, it's, it's a way of saying at the end, but nobody knows. What Peter is quoting is the, the thinking of the times. If someone to say to Peter, Peter, how will the end come? And he'd probably say, well, we all think, and not only Christians, we all think it'll end by fire or, or powers in the skies or it'll come very quickly like a thief in the night. And, and these analogies just give us an idea of the end. That, that's what we're talking about, the end. Now, my end and your end might be different than the lady down the block's end. Any, of, any one of us could have our end tonight or before mass ends. We could have our end. And that's it. No fire, no thorn, storms, no thunder. Just the end. We call it death. Peter is talking about the return of Christ in glory. We don't know what it's going to be like. But we do know we have time to prepare for it. We do know the guidelines, and they're very clear. When he comes back, according to his promise, he wants to find us dwelling in righteousness, awaiting without any blemish of sin or greed, awaiting for his return. Not your time, but his time. So for us, the application of Advent is being ready. Bingo. Right now. Being ready. Because that's what we do as Christians. Our whole lives are aiming toward our deaths. It sounds morbid, but it's really not. Any scientist will tell you that we begin dying as soon as we're born. The body grows, but it comes to an end eventually. The mechanisms, the, the biology, the cells, and all that good stuff. But we're talking about our spiritual lives. Our spiritual lives come into us, we believe, at the moment of conception. And that spiritual life is made in the image of God. So, no image, but it's life. And that spiritual life goes on when the cells and the bones of this body are buried or cremated or put in the grave. The spirit goes on. So we have a, a connection with God that comes out to the scriptures that's almost, <laughs> I want to say unbelievable, but it's very believable. And the connection we have, the similarity we have with God is we are able to join him in eternity once we come into existence and once our bodies die, our spirits go on and we join him. Because once our spirits go on, they go on forever. So we get close to God. So that's, that's a good philosophical and theological um, understanding, I think, of what it means to be part of God, eternity. But let's get back to the earth, because that's where we are. We're not flying around like angels. We're flying around on earth, on our own power, inspired by the word of God. And as the prophet Isaiah said, let, let me put it in today's, today's words. You know, go to God for comfort. God knows what you're going through. God knows 
the COVID, God knows Corona, God knows unemployment, God knows family conflict, God knows addiction, God knows all of that, and he's speaking these words to people who are in exile in Babylon. Exile, torn away from their homes, torn away from Jerusalem that had been destroyed. And Isaiah is trying to give them hope because they're returning. They're returning now from decades of captivity. They're returning home. So he knows how bad things were, how disastrous things were, but he wants to give us hope. And he says, come back. Come back home. And, you know, you've suffered a lot. And, and what he says to the people of Israel is, God knows how much you've suffered. As a matter of fact, you're suffering double for your sins. And God knows that. Now, Theologically, that was the Jewish idea that when people suffered, they were being punished. We, because of Jesus Christ, do not look at suffering as a punishment from God. We look at, at suffering as part of the human condition that Jesus himself, don't forget he's God, embraced. And because he embraced it, he gave suffering a dignity that the people of the Old Testament did not appreciate. He gave suffering the dignity of uniting our spirits with God closer. When you say to someone, I'll pray for you who's in the hospital or who's suffering an illness, that's, that's real if you do it. That's real. Because our prayer, spiritual, unites to their spiritual suffering. And who does that unite to? God. So you and I have the power and the blessings to get our spiritual life activated and incorporated into the physical life. So when we pray for someone who is suffering, we're uniting our prayers to God. And God watches over that person. And sometimes that person feels like hell. And Isaiah is saying, I, I know. It looks like you've received double for all your illnesses. And Isaiah is saying, because punishment and sin were looked upon as one, you're receiving double. I mean, you sin, but you're receiving double. I mean, they were in exile for generations. They're coming home to nothing. There wasn't a building left in Jerusalem. So they're coming home with a little bit of anxiety. Put that into our words. We're not a full church tonight. Because we're still honoring the guidelines of the mandate of 50% in buildings of worship. That's suffering. Ch chatting with each other before and after Mass, which I know you like to do. You gather, you talk. You, you can't do that. Suffering. Knowing that, that the giving tree that the church has in the back and the one in Roosevelt Island means that we can get gifts and reach into our pockets and share these gifts with the hungry or children. We can't do that directly. It has to happen through intermediaries. We're not being the full charitable people we want to be and like to be and enjoy being. And that's suffering. 
So God is speaking to us as he's calling us home because calling us home means welcoming Jesus into our lives. Are we ready? Do we really want Jesus to come back into our lives? Because we have to incorporate the suffering of the world with the faith that we have that God takes care of us. As a matter of fact, he takes care of us with the metaphor of a shepherd. Such a beautiful metaphor. He's strong, he's powerful, but God comes bearing power, Isaiah says. He comes with a strong arm. Okay, he'll guide us. But like a shepherd, he feeds his flock. And his arms, he gathers the lambs. And he carries us next to his bosom. See, the scriptures speak to us 21st century, even though they were written generations before. And no matter what trials and what illnesses and what anxiety and what political situation we go through, if we maintain our spiritual connection through prayer to Jesus, then the answer is yes, we want him to return. Yes, of course, to bring peace, to bring reconciliation, to lead us to the Father. But we've got to do our part. We've got to do our part as we hear the scriptures, as Peter warns us. The Lord's not going to delay. He's not, he'll come on his time. But in the meantime, he's waiting for us to carry on his promise of righteousness. To be patient with each other. To be kind to each other. To be respectful to each other person next to you or sitting a few seats away from you is Jesus. You want to meet God? Look at that person. Or look at me. You'll be di disappointed, aren't you? That God looked like this? No, God looks like people. Good people, bad people, still God looks like them. Us. Brown people, white people, doesn't matter. God looks like people. And to the degree that we respect each other and give each other consideration, we're saying, yes, yes, I want God to return. Because then I will really get a full picture of what it means to be a Christian absorbing the Spirit of God. Because without kindness, without justice, without charity, we're saying, God, get away from me. I'd rather run the world on my own terms. Now, you know what I mean. Greed, anger, lust, all that. And no one is exempt from the highest cardinal down to the newest person born. No one is exempt. The temptations are out there. And to the degree that we absorb the evil spirit of evil, the temptations, we're saying, God, no, no, don't come, don't come. I, I, I don't want you near me. But if we listen to John the Baptist, prepare a way of the Lord. Knock down these mountains of greed. Make his path straight. Now, he's talking geographically. The area around the Jordan River is desert and mountains. We were there two years ago, 
and we experienced it. Going through the Holy Land to the Jordan River, Jericho's on the other side. We experienced that, the dryness, the, the, the absence of life almost. So John the Baptist comes out of the water dripping wet. Remember what his food was? Locusts and wild honey. Not, no accident there. Locusts are a sign of God's anger because they, they eat up all the crops. Honey, a sign, as we use it now, a sign of sweetness and love. So John grabs it all in his own personality and is saying, see these mountains? They're like your sins. See these, these weeds? They're like your greed. See those things dying on the ground? They're like apathy. Get rid of all that. Make your way straight. Make your path straight so the Lord can see us eye to eye and come to us eye to eye. Now, now, not when we're dead, not when he comes back in glory, but now. He comes in the Eucharist. Thank God we're here in our beautiful church, able to come together as Christians. But he comes together now when we're outside with our families, when they get on our nerves. If any of you put up lights, those little twinkly lights, and how many have you? How, how many have put up those little twinkly lights either in your house or on trees in your house? You know those little twinkly lights? Nobody? Nobody puts up decoration? Oh, one, two. Okay, we get, you, get, you get the idea. How many times? And you're doing it for a great reason. Decorate the house for Christmas, right? Sometimes they don't work. Sometimes one goes out. <laughs> yeah, right. One goes out and they all go out. And what do you want to do? You want to get those strings and throw them through the, the window. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. We're doing that to rejoice in the preparation for Christmas. Aggravation hits the Christian as well as anybody else. Illness hits the Christian as well as anybody else. But we are called to be optimistic. We are called to prepare for that one who is so powerful but so humble. That one who will grab each one of us and hold us close to him, Jesus Christ. We're here to prepare for December 25th. You know it already came, right? <laughs> We're here to prepare for the renewal of December 25th. The renewal of the birth of Jesus Christ. And with that, hopefully, we will be renewed. Do I want Jesus to come? I personally do at his time, on his schedule, because it gives me time to be a better person, to forgive, to love, to be charitable, to get rid of prejudice and greed and hate in my life. And I invite you to do the same for your lives. You want God to come back? Only you can answer.
You know a spot, but not just a spot, the spot. Actually, with the all-new Nissan Frontier, you know a bunch of them. But the key to these great spots? Being able to reach them in the first place. Your spot is out there. Find your Frontier in the all-new 2022 Nissan Frontier. With standard 310 horsepower, advanced tech, and 281 pound-foot of torque. You know a spot, but not just a spot, the spot. Actually, with the all-new Nissan Frontier, you know a bunch of them. But the key to these great spots? Being able to reach them in the first place. Your spot is out there. Find your Frontier in the all-new 2022 Nissan Frontier. With standard 310 horsepower, advanced tech, and 281 pound-foot of torque. <laughs> 